Welcome to the Brain People Podcast, a show where four mental health experts team up to bring you practical tools for overcoming mental health challenges. The Brain People don't replace your doctor or therapist, but we will give you some extra tools to help you on your journey. So join us as we fight mental illness, one episode at a time. Welcome to the Brain People Podcast. My name is Dr. Katie Olson. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist, and I'm joined by my friend, my colleague, and a Jill of many trades. Rebecca, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you, Katie. My name is Rebecca, and I'm happy to be uh, with you all today. Um, a little bit about my background. I am an educator as well as an artist. So um, I've actually worked with Beautiful Minds for the past two years, um, doing various projects um, uh, as a course builder, but as well also teaching art workshops um, here uh, at Beautiful Minds Wellness. So doing a few different things. Yeah, that's why I said Jill of all trades or many <laughs> trades. <laughs> and it's been a, a blessing for us to have you here because it's not just here at Beautiful Minds, but also today's podcast episode, because it's a topic that I don't think is one that we talk a lot about in the realm of mental health. Mm. I think it's maybe, would you say that it's becoming a little bit more popular these days? Yeah, I think there's a growing recognition and understanding of how it's even related to mental health. Mm -hmm. So we're sort of building the anticipation of our <laughs> listeners, right? Of thinking, what is she going to talk about with an artist background, educator background, and then this element of mental health? So what are we going to be talking about today, Rebecca? Yes, the topic is creativity and mental health. How are those two fields related? Yeah, I'm excited, and I, I haven't even looked too far into this topic, so I'm definitely going to learn as well. So let's start off with a question that's very intriguing. Is mental illness associated with higher levels of creativity? Mm. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Actually, when you start to look at art history and some of the most famous artists in history, um, there's a trail of mental illness involved. Mm. And a lot of people have asked the question out there, those who are historians or just into art, like, is this like, do you, do you, in order to be creative, do you have to be mentally unstable? <laughs> and I mean, it's a weird question to ask, mm -hmm. but interestingly, when you dig into the lives of these artists, you actually find that there's a lot of lifestyle issues entwined in it. Yes, there is a correlation, but correlation doesn't necessarily anticipate causation, right? Mm. When you really look at some of these artists, um, they had very erratic lifestyles. Mm. Unfortunately, a lot of them under substance abuse, a lot of them just had very erratic lifestyles in terms of sleep and terms of what they put into their bodies. Mm. Even some of the most famous artists were known for licking their paintbrushes, which the paints at that time were highly chemically mm. additives, right? Very unhealthy um, uh, habits that were formed. Mm. And so this often gets looked over, but actually recognizing some of the patterns that they practiced and had would actually give a fuller understanding of why they were mm. mentally unstable or mm -hmm. struggled with depression or struggled with anxiety, mm -hmm. those sorts of things. Yeah, that's a it's a good point. I'm glad that we're going to go there in a moment because I've had clients who have also recognized not just in a broader application of these artists, but even in their own personal yeah. life. And many of them have told me, 
I don't want to get better in some ways because I'm afraid I will lose my creativity. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's valid. And I actually, as a young artist, uh, also experienced that because I mm-hmm. always thought of myself as a night owl and I would get mm-hmm. the best ideas like at 3 a.m. and just mm-hmm. be like, no, I can't sleep now. I got to draw this out. I got to, you know, work these things out. And I thought that if I actually practiced healthy lifestyle habits, like going to mm-hmm. bed early, waking up early, having proper nutrition, exercising, those sorts of things, I honestly never thought I could achieve those things and still hold on to the creativity that Mm. I enjoyed. Mm. But actually, I found the reverse opposite to be true. Mm. As I began to implement these lifestyle principles in, I discovered that creativity is not linked to that. Actually, Mm. my brain was able to generate more and better ideas, just not at 3 a.m. in the morning, (laughs) (laughs) at more sane times of the day, you know? Mm. And that I could still have that healthy wholesomeness in Mm. that creativity that I was experiencing. That's wonderful. And I think probably very encouraging for some people who may have had those beliefs or are afraid to venture out into healthier lifestyles because they want to hold on to something that's so meaningful to them Mm -hmm. that brings them so much purpose and passion. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit more about you mentioned it's correlation, not causation. So what Mm -hmm. are some of those correlating factors? Mm -hmm. Correlating factors, as you mean, between mental illness and Mm-hmm. And uh, creativity. Yeah. Oftentimes, I think there's a f- almost, a, I don't know if the proper term is like a feedback loop. But when I've noticed, like, for example, when I get stressed or mm-hmm. I'm under pressure or anxiety, there is a need or a desire to create as part of a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. So in uh, actual ways, sometimes the art is a healthy expression or way of being able to release what's Mm. happening or what you're processing inside. Mm -hmm. And that's actually very useful, Mm -hmm. right? Other times, and again, people often think like, oh, if if I'm just having all these bizarre thoughts and ideas, how do do I organize it? Mm. But when you actually look at creativity as a whole, you find that it actually helps to sort out, process your thinking well. And again, and this is where I really stress, like there's, there's two ideas on creativity. I want to really stress what is real creativity and Mm. what isn't real creativity, Mm -hmm. because those kind of get confused. Real creativity is thoughtful divergence, the ability to look at a given project or problem and see it from different viewpoints, Mm. right? It is not just compulsions and delusions like, oh, I feel like I have to do this or I need to or, you know, all these um, thoughts that I that I that I can't compose or I I can't seem to put together. It is actually purposeful and goal oriented. Hmm. So there is an end goal in mind when I'm when I'm processing processing these things. What do I actually want to achieve out of this? Um, Versus it being involuntary and just a knee jerk reaction. Hmm. Right. And it's also employs critical thought. It's not devoid of judgment. It's not Mm. just like, oh, this is whatever I'm feeling. And that's that, you know? Mm. And yes, and and I'm not to negate emotion is a huge part of the creativity process. Mm. But emotion connected with thought, right? Mm. And we talk about this this in CBT, the thoughts Mm. affecting uh, the emotions and affecting the behavior. And that's the same with the creativity and the route of creativity. Mm. Um, and lastly, that creativity really brings clarity 
and actually leads to helpful discoveries. Mm. Like some of our greatest inventions in history are because mm. people were willing and putting that effort in to think divergently mm. and tackle a problem and say, how can we view this in a different way? And how can we actually come up with a solution that will help everyone involved? Mm. Um, yeah, that's mm -hmm. creativity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's super helpful because when you're talking about the correlating factors, what we realize it's not the mental illness itself. Yes. It's the emotions and the thoughts. Yes. But how you manage those, how you channel them into creativity. And that's mm -hmm. what determines true creativity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And I really am glad that you brought that out because like you can take those emotions and just throw them on the wall or just like outlets and just, again, in a way that's not even processing it. But then there's also a way in which you approach it and you're actually processing through all of these things. Mm -hmm. So it's really all in how you approach it. Mm -hmm. Which is such a like a huge life lesson, right? Where we're like wanting perfect circumstances or we want no emotions or we want all positive thoughts versus what makes life beautiful is taking those things and responding in a way that you mm -hmm. choose what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we can see that also in the lives of these artists where they were very troubled, but then they chose to take it and to then make a masterpiece out of it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So how does creativity boost mental health? Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's so many research studies out there, which I'll try to just um, give a summary of. But they've done a lot of research studies on many different creative acts, like from writing to musical, composing, and music therapy, art therapy, many different art forms. And basically what they found with all of these different types of creative forms is that it has the ability to enhance a person's mood, um, emotions, helps to stabilize emotions. It can actually also contribute to reducing the stress, reducing anxiety, mm -hmm. reducing depression levels. And interestingly, some studies have even shown that it can um, benefit to restore immune function within mm. your own body. Um, and it's really powerful in helping to process trauma. Mm. I love teaching art because I see so much of people's identities come out. Mm. I see the things that they're struggling with and it gives them a space because some of the trauma is nonverbal. Mm. There's some things that you can talk through and some things you have to work through. And as you're even working with your hands, mm -hmm. it helps to process what's happening in the mind. Mm -hmm. That's a wonderful summary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's even making me think as a clinician, as a therapist, like how I need to be incorporating that more for my clients as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why Why do you think that there's these so many benefits? Like, is there a purpose? Like, are we drawn to creativity? Are we supposed to be doing it? Is it like our DNA? What? Why? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think uh, human beings have grappled with this concept of creativity since the beginning of time. And honestly, I think it's in the way that we as humankind, humankind were designed to be. If we look back to uh, the origins of this earth, and I'm just thinking from a biblical framework, you know, you look at Genesis chapter one and the very mm -hmm. first line that opens up the book of Genesis, in the beginning, God created. Mm -hmm. That's the very first attribute we find of God mm -hmm. is that he is a creative, he is a creator. Mm -hmm. 
And then you fast forward just a couple of verses where it says, we are created in his image. Mm. The recognition that God endowed us, and that's like that higher critical thinking and creative process mm. that the rest of the animal kingdom does not have. Mm, but we have true. the ability to create. We have mm. the ability to think and to fathom and bring up these concepts in our minds. And um, I truly believe that because we were created that way, when we fulfill those desires, mm. that we really reach the pinnacle of what we were designed to be. Mm. So the better mood, the better immune system and so forth mm -hmm. is just because we're fulfilling a purpose that we have that was yeah. given to us from the very beginning. It's right on our God-given identity. And even, and it's very fascinating because if you even look at um, uh, research and pedagogy out there. So my background as a teacher, um, we teach a lot from what we call is the Bloom's taxonomy. And it's basically this hierarchical, hierarchical structure, if I can even say that word right. Um, just, just imagine a triangle. And at each tier of the triangle, there's different levels of thinking. Hmm. And it really goes from the lower level to the higher level of critical thinking. So at the bottom, you have things like the first line is remembering. It's just basic recall. Hmm regurgitating basic facts, you know, like that test you took in third grade, true or false? Did that really happen in 1812? What war was that? You know, mm -hmm. and then you go up to the next level, understanding. That's actually grasping, not just facts that I just throw back at you, mm -hmm. but understanding concepts or principles. What is justice? What does that mean? You know, understanding certain ideas. Mm -hmm. And then the next level is applying, mm -hmm. being able to put that into a real scenario. Can I actually understand how the principle of justice is applied to our justice system here? You know, again, I'm just making these things up, but you can see. So as you, you scale up this, tri this triangle, you get to the higher critical thinking skills like analyzing, evaluating, mm -hmm. right? Where you're now trying to dissect information and find the different parts of it mm -hmm. and um, actually look, um, pulling them apart but then actually putting them back together and then evaluating it adds that component of judgment, hmm. you know, to be able to attach value to it. Hmm. And then at the very top of this triangle, hmm. guess what's at the top? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Creating. Hmm. Creating is the very top of this triangle hmm. because it utilizes all hmm. of sense. these other skill sets all the other critical thinking skills in order to compile, synthesize, put together everything. Mm. So as what is beautiful is like research is showing that creativity utilizes the whole brain. Mm. It utilizes, utilizes your mind in its full capacity. Mm. And it's like, whoa, this is what we were created to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. So what yeah. are practical ways to implement everyday creativity right especially with all these benefits and that we were supposed to were created in this way mm -hmm. how do we start making it more practical for us yeah you know the thing i love about creativity is that it can be applied to so many situations mm -hmm. um i've had so many people tell me ah oh, i'm really terrible at art i can't mm -hmm. even draw a stick figure like you don't even want to see my drawings you mm -hmm. know and i just laugh because um, everyone automatically thinks creativity, you have to draw or you have to paint. Mm. 
But in reality, creativity is applied to all realms of life. Mm. And I was like, I bet you're creative and you didn't even know it. Mm. So let's try different things. And I'll have mm. my students or my participants, if it's a workshop, just do different things that are actually not even related to drawing mm. or painting at all. And they will find that they're like, oh, wow, this is neat. Oh, wow, I didn't, you know, think about things this way. But just some various uh, ideas, everyday creativity, right? Mm. Um, music. Mm. Are you a person who likes music? I do, yes. Oh, mm -hmm. all right. So even the act of learning a new instrument, mm -hmm. whether that be your own voice or whether that be playing an instrument, that stimulates creativity, mm. right? So picking up a new instrument or even writing. Mm. Writing is a huge one. There's tons of research studies on journaling mm -hmm. and that how and journaling, its benefits of processing trauma, mm. being able to overcome and sort out your ideas and thoughts and also expressions of gratitude mm -hmm. and just positivity, right? There's so much with writing. And it's so funny because, you know, a lot of people think like, well, you know, what if I'm not like a girly girl with a little pink tie, like dear diary today, <laughs> I, you know, but journaling comes in many different forms, mm -hmm. you know, um, as in jotting down the things that happen during your day, as in processing some of the heavier things in life, mm -hmm. answering prompts or questions like everyone has their own style of journey. Mm -hmm. So I'd encourage, you know, find your way. Right. Like there's mm -hmm. so many different ways to do that. Um, so music, we have journaling. Um, we have um, food. Who doesn't mm -hmm. like food? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking is a great way mm. to express creativity. Mm. Especially some, some people like food, but not the cooking part. <laughs> Just eating. <laughs> Just eating. Okay, well, let's try making that food and then eating it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the creativity. And I love it mm. because that also includes your nutrition. Mm -hmm. So now again, we're talking about different how lifestyle all comes together. Mm. So being able to incorporate healthy plant-based foods, mm. experimenting with different ingredients. I tend to go like on a a, a train of like I get attached to one ingredient and I'm like mm -hmm. I really love this food whatever it is <laughs> and uh, and then I'll just try to make like all these different recipes based mm -hmm. off of this one thing mm -hmm. so like I randomly went to a store <laughs> it's my confession found some uh truffle oil I was like oh mm -hmm. this is interesting so now I'm experimenting with all kinds of recipes with truffle oil okay. <laughs> and it's been fun mm -hmm. like again creativity trying yes. something new Doing something you, you know, I've never cooked with truffle oil in my life. I was like, mm. what am I doing? But I'm mm -hmm. having, I'm enjoying the experience of, mm -hmm. of discovering. Yeah. Right? And what I love about the food and cooking aspect mm -hmm. is, you know, with the creativity, with plant-based diets and others that involve more nutrition, you're really getting different colors involved, right? Yeah. So it's not just the central experience of taste. It's also of the visual experience that you like i love just like making my food look pretty like there's something about my mood that changes <laughs> when i do like a you, i think you saw when i did the, the smoothie yeah, bowl right i love, I love those. it yeah. yeah and then your mood goes even higher when it goes in your mouth yeah right? exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no exactly like food is so great because it hits all your senses mm -hmm. like you mentioned your eyesight making a visual presentation also your smells like, mm -hmm. oh man, like smelling, like especially when you're roasting something in the mm -hmm. pan or, you know, like oh, 
So scintillating. And then it activates your taste, of course. Mm -hmm. And then your touch, because you're working with your hands. Mm -hmm. And then it does employ critical thinking skills, because you're mm -hmm. thinking, what ingredients would pair with this? How mm -hmm. much amounts should I put of this? Mm -hmm. What things would go well together? And then you're tasting it. So then there's this brain the, the, I really encourage the connection between your somatic senses and your thought processing. Mm. And those two together, being wired and being explored, just creates mm. this amazing combination of creativity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I love that you emphasize the word explore because for all my perfectionists out there, right, they're so focused on the outcome. Right. And, and why cooking could be very stressful for people mm. is their focus on the outcome instead of let me, you know, do this cooking as an exploration, as an experience, rather yes. just than focusing on the food outcome. <laughs> yes. And that's the whole thing about creativity. There's especially for artists, there's always this debate between uh, process and product. Hmm. And in the end, you want to value both. You want to value the process of what you go through. Hmm. And even, I will say, experiencing failure is such hmm. a huge part of it. Hmm. It's okay if this recipe turns out like horrible mm -hmm. because now I know what doesn't work. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm not going to combine these two ingredients next time, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? And then figuring out something else. Like that processing with the mind helps build that mental stamina. It's okay. Mm -hmm. This didn't work out the way that I wanted, mm -hmm. but I can try something else. Mm -hmm. And that's really, you know, um, the difference between, right, success and not success is mm -hmm. how you handle failure. Mm -hmm. And so even yeah. something as simple as a cooking activity mm -hmm. can really reveal some mm -hmm. deeper principles like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we mentioned music. Mm -hmm. We mentioned journaling. Yeah. Food, cooking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any other practical ways of expressing or engaging in creativity. Yeah, another area I would say is, and again, it's kind of going along the lines of being playful. Mm. Don't always rush to getting to an end product, but doing things like puzzles mm. um, with working with your hands or even just more, some people more brainy, like they do like to do like Sudoku or word mm. puzzles or, you know, whatever that might be. Um, that also employs the critical thinking process. It's a very fun way to stimulate the mind and get your thoughts. Often, it also it often is helpful to be divergent. You know, like sometimes mm -hmm. our mind gets into these tracks of thinking about our problems, but mm -hmm. diverting it and doing something healthy with that. You know, mm -hmm. solving puzzles or riddles or doing the, uh, these sorts of um, more playful activities, but also mm -hmm. exploratory, mm -hmm. helps just get the mind going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Any other practical ways for our listeners? Yeah. I just want to say that, you know, um, again, creativity can be applied in so many different ways, but the main principles behind it is really the biggest thing is having a spirit of exploration. Mm. Right. And that, again, can be taken to every facet of life, mm. not just doing fun things like learning a musical instrument or even learning a new language or picking up these things. But even when you approach it to work, mm. business, you know, be willing to make mistakes. Mm. You know, I tell my students like every day, like it is OK. Embrace mm. those mistakes as long as you learn from them. Mm -hmm. Right. Recognize this didn't work out the way that I wanted to give yourself grace, mm. understanding. OK, 
I won't try it that way. How about mm. let's try it this way? How about let's mm. try it this way? Mm. And so really having a spirit of expo- exploration, whatever you do and whatever you approach with life, mm. I think is the number one most important thing. Mm. Um, suspend the fear and the judgment. Mm. It's a really hard one. Mm-hmm. I even just see that even just when I teach my classes, they're like, oh no, mm-hmm. I can't do that. Uh-uh, I can't do that. I'm mm-hmm. not going to. And because you've already taught yourself in your brain those self-defeating thoughts, right? I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on, take that thought back, suspend the fear and judgment so that you can allow yourself mm-hmm. to experience something mm-hmm. new. Um, being willing to take those risks, being willing to fail, and being willing to try something out of your normal routine of life, mm-hmm. right? So for me, um, <laughs> This is really funny because you probably wouldn't think of this as creativity, but I grew up not being a sporty person. Mm. Uh, Recently, I've been going to the gym. That's Mm. like a huge step outside of my comfort zone for Mm. me. But I love it and actually Mm. find that this is a part of the creativity process is exploring Mm. new things that you've not done before Mm. or even things you felt like you could never do or you were weak in or you just knew that's not you, you know, Mm. but creativity really embraces that sort of exploratory process. Mm. And now I'm just learning new things in the gym every day, picking up different weights, finding these different machines. (laughs) I was like, I used to be so intimidated by this. I don't know how it works, but (laughs) I'm just finding, wow, I can actually learn it. I got Mm -hmm. this. Oh, what if I tried it like this? What if I did it like this? You know, Mm. and discovering that it's so much fun. Mm. Like literally, there's so many things in the world to explore and to discover Mm. along the way. Mm You know, and mm-hmm. I was just thinking as you were describing kind of these different um, points, how applicable creativity is in the realm of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Being willing, being willing to explore, to be playful, to suspend judgment, and really, mm-hmm. when God created us, right, in His image, it was also in His image as a relational God. And so yes. there's so much creativity in relationships. And so I also want to encourage our listeners to apply many of these things in relationships. Some people with a lot of isolation, the first step is just building, right? Creating as in new bonds, new connections, new interactions, but also then looking at some of the friendships or relationships they already do have and being willing to step out of their comfort mm-hmm. zone to continue mm-hmm. to explore and build. Yes. No, I love that. You're absolutely right. You hit hit it on the nail on the head because it's like it's not just about between you and achieving a certain goal or objects or mm. things, but really taking those principles to people and how we relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many unknowns, right? When we approach other mm-hmm. people, how are they going to, you know, how they're going to respond to me? You know, already all these thoughts going in your head about, you know, almost like negative reactions. And then it's like, wait, no, stop. Mm-hmm. Take that back. Okay, let me think about this. Let me try something new. Let me explore. Let me build a new friendship. Let me reach mm-hmm. out to someone. Let me, you know, try communing, communicating in a different way. If mm-hmm. maybe in the past it doesn't work this way. So, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. definitely in the way that we talk to people, the way that we relate to people, um, there's so many principles of creativity that come out. Mm-hmm. Any last words for our listeners about creativity <clears throat> and any encouraging words for them to start projects or to explore? <laughs> yeah, just start small. Start small with just something maybe you don't feel comfortable with. Maybe you're just venturing out, taking one step, one tippy toe out into the water, right? Try something that you've never tried before. 
even if just in the safe space of your own home. Whatever it may be, depends where you're at. But try something new. Be willing to suspend your judgment for just a moment to try that something new and enjoy the process of. I hope you'll discover how much fun it is. Not just like, oh yeah, this is this is healthy for my brain. I need to do this, but <laughs> fun. Absolute joys you might discover that you may have never known because you've never tried, right? I want to leave you with this last quote from Albert Einstein. He just says, creativity is intelligence having fun. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing some really valuable thoughts and encouragements for all of us, really, including myself, of how we can be more creative and fulfilling the purpose that we have in being creative beings. Thanks. It's been fun. And if you only take one thing away from today's show, remember this. If mental illness is a whole person problem, then it must have a whole person solution. I'm Dr. Katie Elson. And I'm Rebecca Wong. And you've been listening to The The Brain Brain People People Podcast. Podcast.